0: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: What's up? Welcome to this special bonus episode of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. There is only one thing we could be here talking about in Special Edition today. It's near the end of a long year of movies, a big year in movies, but arguably the biggest one of all has arrived. It's Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the final chapter of the Star Wars sequel trilogy and the final chapter of the entire nine film Skywalker saga. With me today are my co-host, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up? Mr. Brandon Davis. Howdy. The original Comic Book Nation trilogy, but joining us to keep it interesting over in the uh, cut chair over there is Mr. Turn Up Charlie Ridgely himself. Turn it up. (laughs) And we're going to just focus this entire episode on Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We're going to do this in two parts. First, we're going to kind of go around and we'll all talk about Rise of Skywalker, what we thought about it, what we liked, what we didn't like. And then we'll break for a minute and then we will segue into a discussion about the entire Skywalker Saga 9 film experience. Um. So, we all got that? We all, all right, got we're, are, are we rules? doing yep.
2: full, are we doing spoilers for this? Yes, like, we're full gonna, on? Okay. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I, I mean, it's called spoilers discussion. Oh, so, I, I, don't, I don't
2: I'm just making sure.
1: Yeah, we don't tell Charlie, we, we give him limited information before we bring him in here. It's, it's a need to
2: know. I'm like Tom Holland in the Avengers. Like, yeah. I only know a little bit. <laughs> so,
1: yes, if you couldn't tell by the title of this episode or you just hopped into the video and you didn't really look at it, this entire episode will be a full review, spoilers, anything we want to talk about, discussion regarding Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and anything else in Star Wars that's been released yet. So, be warned. Be If you're not up on all the series, if you're not up on all the films, like, come back when you are. But otherwise, let's get to it. So, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We're going to go around, like I said, and we're just going to give our impressions of the film. Um, for me... I think best to kind of – it's Star Wars, so I feel like not just giving my impressions but actually telling you my rankings may be a good way to start off. Um, For me, I think that this is – while it's the weakest of the sequel trilogy, in my opinion, I think in terms – I was talking to somebody, uh, Rich, over in the booth about Star Wars thirds You know, in each trilogy, the final chapter of each trilogy, which would be Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker – And I think this one in the the entire saga kind of fits in the middle in terms of trilogy endings. I like it better than I like Revenge of the Sith, but not as much as I like Return of the Jedi. I'm sure that's going to be a subjective opinion that changes from person to person. Yeah. But that's just how I feel. Um, as you guys know, I told you that I read a lot of the major spoilers for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker going in and I kind of put that out on Twitter that maybe people for this film, which is something I've never said, this is not like a common practice for me, but I decided in this case it might be good when I started to hear kind of the divisive hubbub about it. And I'm glad I did because I think that knowing the spoilers and being time to process these major twists and reveals that we get in the movie allowed me to kind of have my emotions about it, but kind of settle down and then just go in and kind of experience this film the way that I think We've kind of confused Star Wars, and we'll talk about that in a larger saga. But not as a mystery Shyamalan or Chris Nolan type film, but more of just the adventure that it's supposed to be. And when I took kind of spoilers out of it and and got all the reveals early, it allowed me to just go on this journey one last time with these characters and characters from the saga, and kind of enjoy it for what it is. There are some parts that I think are very underwhelming about Rise of Skywalker that I don't think that I think will be pretty universal. Uh, the utilization of some characters is really underwhelming, Knights of Ren. But there are other things that the film does really well. So since we're talking full spoilers, I think that the film kind of is, it has one of the, it, the, if not the worst villain story in all of the Star Wars films. Like it, the villain story in this is just so generic and kind of just arch villains, you know. Mm-hmm. We get, and even the the Emperor's just back. We Something, a major development we get in the title scrawl, like, or in, like, in the title Crawl. The dead kind of robs- speak. The dead speak, yeah, like, and he comes back and he's, there's no layers. Palpatine has been such a wonderful villain by how kind of layered he was. Even in the prequels, his transition from the Chancellor uh, to Palpatine and all of that, the Clone Wars, like, really made him, as a Sith Lord, really interesting. And this is just, like, he's literally just an embodiment of evil in this. Yeah, he's just dude on life support arm, like he's been playing Assassin's Creed a lot, or and then he's <laughs> That's like, random dude. That was a lot because I, I was trying to think. There's a movie that the has anime, somebody on an yeah. arm, like, and I was like, <laughs> what was that? And I was like, oh, it was freaking fastbender in Assassin's Creed. And then he just says evil things the whole time, and then he has a no evil general who's like more evil than all the other evil generals, and those are our two villains, like additions. And so I I think that was the weakest part of that. And Star Wars is something that is usually balanced out by the intrigue of the villain versus the intrigue. Like, you got to actually be seduced by the dark side, possibly. Um, It should be kind of a compelling argument or you should just be awesome. And I don't feel like the villains in this were either. So that was the weakest part. But I think Daisy Ridley really kind of did her thing in this movie. Like, if nothing else, I feel like she showed up and really delivered in this movie. Um, she looked great, like physically she got fit and like crazy fit. And I just think her combination of the action and the drama she brings to this is good. Um, I like seeing all the characters riff together. Poe, Finn, Ray, even C-3PO being in there. And like he I think this is a great movie for C-3PO. and yes. the best he's had since the original trilogy. And so all of that really worked for me. Um, I liked some of the new characters. I thought some of them were kind of extraneous and wasted. The ones whose names I remember are the ones that I obviously like, like Zori. I like Carrie Russell Zori. I wish there was more with her. And Boba Frick, who I think his name is. Boba Frick, yeah. Ba- uh, yeah, Babu, Babu Frick. Babu, Babu Frick, Frick yeah, yeah. He's great. While well, the horse lady, I don't even remember her Jana. name.
2: Who? Jana. Jana. Jana.
1: Well, I like, great character, but kind of wasted in this film. So it's a mixed bag yeah. in the end. And I think that, I think this movie has made me appreciate The Last Jedi even more. I'm one of those people. And I think there will be the camps of people who who either like last jedi more because of this or hate it more because of this and I'm in the former camp so all in all it's an okay movie uh it's an okay you know <laughs> addition to being the saga finale but um and it's also kind of a letdown in some ways so like I said but at this point and funny enough I feel like In Star Wars, we're not batting on a very high average. It's kind of a Babe Ruth situation. Like (laughs) we hit it out of the park every couple of times, and that justifies all the strikeouts that we've had. But on the whole, I mean, we talk. I feel like we've been to stack up Star Wars movies that we kind of talk badly about more than we're talking like that we hold in high regard. So you know, it is what it is. That's me.
3: Uh. So um. One, I went into so I went into this movie. Because uh, I'm the most recent one, I just saw it this morning, uh, so I haven't had like real time to like process like where it sits in my ranking or things like that. Um, I'm sure I will figure out it's where. Twitter, is. we needed you to come out, yeah, I know, but blasting, no, they can wait. Uh, <laughs> the way for me to get some thoughts but as far as like the movie itself, I I have plenty. I will say I went into this kind of in a, um, a bad place. <laughs> there was some stuff going on, so I missed like the opening scroll. I didn't even get to see that. Like I was <laughs> I was on my phone uh, responding to people at work. Um, so like I missed like that whole thing. So I didn't even get the. The dead tar. I didn't get any of that. I was just like, the okay, open, whatever. opening scroll
2: of this movie starts with the sentence, the dead speak with an exclamation point. That's the first line of the okay.
3: scroll. <laughs> like by the time I looked up, it was gone. I was like, well, there's that. So, um, so it actually took me about 20 to 30 minutes to really like get in the space where I was like enjoying this movie and thinking about the movie wholeheartedly than other stuff. So that kind of, at first I felt a little like this movie's slow. This movie's not moving where I needed to move and and things like that at the beginning. Uh by the end, I I and I I'll need to really go back through, but like right off the bat I would say that this is actually probably my favorite uh third act of a Star Wars movie in like a long time. Like that that third hour uh, which, by the way, this movie does feel a little long. Like, this movie kind of, by the end of it, I was kind of like, like that third hour got me. But up until then, I was kind of ready. We need to speed things <laughs> along. Um, But that third act is phenomenal. I, I mean, everything about, and to me, I agree with you. I thought some of the things that, uh, the clear signs of we're going to retcon, not even retcon, but fix things from The Last Jedi, I was, you know, we're talking spoiler shoes. So, like, the Palpatine thing uh was something that uh i didn't look at spoilers like you did so that was actually something i was like oh well that's that's clearly not going away from this idea i will give jj credit the line of like well we weren't when kylo tells her we they were no one like that's true like they were no one because they chose to not be Something greater. Which actually, is also
1: the line from Seven, which is. What but I, I gotta started, give
3: him credit I'm for John like there are a lot choice. of lines in
2: this movie that were altered lines from previous movies.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. But like, I have to give, I have to give him credit. I mean, because like, there's a couple things in this movie where I'm like, okay, JJ was handed <laughs> this thing, and you have to make all these things work. And I thought he did a, a really great job. I actually like this more than Force Awakens. I don't like it as much as Last Jedi. Last Jedi is still my favorite of the new trilogy. Um, but this third act. I I was in, I was, I was in for every single heartbeat. There was uh, a lot of wonderful touching moments for me. Chewbacca's reaction to the Leia news. I thought was like that Leia's actual death did not hit me as hard because you kind of know it's coming, but Chewbacca's reaction to Leia's death is what hit me. There There's a lot of moments like that where like the main moment of where you're, it's supposed to command your attention didn't hit me, but the moments, the small little character moments after did. Um, same with, uh, Daisy Ridley and, uh, sorry, with Ray and Finn and Poe's last embrace, uh, when they're all, when they finally reunite kind of at the end, that whole thing with all the ships coming in, I agree with you, the plot of, oh, hey. It's I have a giant fleet. We don't know where they all came from, by the way. That's like hey, I've been building all this stuff with planet destroying cannons for years, and there's no explanation as to why they happened. I get it. Uh, you kind of have to just like suspend disbelief there and put blinders on. But the actual sequence and the hope and the the roller coaster got me. When he goes in as Ben Solo, that that moment got me. that Ray and uh Ben's fight uh on the ship and the Han moment, like those moments that are, that are supposed to impact did like they, they nailed that for me in that last hour and and change. So I, I came out really enjoying this. I don't agree with every single part in it. And I still wish that JJ had taken a few more risks, but at the same time I look at it. And, I, and one of the things I said in our big recap video was like, while I don't love the force awakens, I can't see another director handling it better than him for what that movie was supposed to accomplish and hitting all the boxes. I feel like this, again, is like another case of that. He did really well with a list of things that he was supposed to hit. I think he did a really good job. So that's where I stand.
4: BD. Uh, I thought it was just okay. I thought, like, I mean, I, I'm not a Last Jedi fan, as we all know, on this podcast. Episode one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I mean, episode. I. but that being said, I am I, not – a lunatic who doesn't accept The Last Jedi as part of the story. Like, I don't hate The Last Jedi. I don't ever try to act like The Last Jedi didn't happen. Like, I think The Last Jedi is a little less than okay, and I thought this was just okay. I didn't, like, I just thought The Last Jedi was uneventful, and I didn't like what it did with characters like Luke and Leia and different, and Finn especially. Um, And then this came along, and it so blatantly contradicted The Last Jedi that even as someone who didn't like the movie particularly, I was frustrated by how... How, like, stark the contrast was, and especially the moment where Luke says, "That's not the way for a Jedi to treat their weapon." I was like, "Dude, like, I yeah." Hated that, that rubbed the, me the wrong. I way. hated that he threw. I hate. The moment where he threw the lightsaber over his shoulder, I hate that. I think it's the stupidest thing they ever did. I was like, okay, we can get Luke in a place where he doesn't want to be the Jedi anymore, and he feels like he failed, and he feels like he needs to hide from everything. But to throw a light, like I was just stupid to me. I hated that moment, and you're not gonna change my mind on it. You're, I'm not mad at you if you like it. I think it's stupid, and so then for this one, <laughs> for this one to just completely contradict it, I don't care what journey you want to tell me Luke went on in the Last Jedi, like to. Bringing that out is just such an fu to The Last Jedi that I couldn't really, it, it turned me off. Um, but it had cool, I thought, I'm different from you, I thought the first hour of the movie was the most enjoyable. I thought it was great, well-paced, lots of action, especially the opening sequence on Kylo Ren and the slow motion stuff, and then him going straight to meet Palpatine and all that stuff, and you kind of have to just accept Palpatine is somehow alive, hanging by a crane, I don't know, I hate that we, like. I think J.J. Abrams had an idea, Or maybe he had ideas when he made The Force Awakens, or he set up the possibility for ideas, and then Ryan Johnson took them in a completely different direction. And then J.J. Abrams came back in and made his ideas anyway. Like, you could skip The Last Jedi and probably have a more beneficial experience watching this movie because of how different they are. So they should have either had a third person make this one, who would have done their own different thing as well, accepting both movies, or just had J.J. do all three. That's what I think. Uh, Like in The Force Awakens, the Maz Kanata scene, the subtext of that exchange between Han Solo and Maz Kanata that cuts off and cuts away to somewhere else when they're talking about who is the girl. It really made it seem like Han knew who the girl was. And and like there was concept there. And then there's flashes to like the Knights of Ren. And there's flashes to Luke with R2-D2 in what looked like some post-apocalyptic crappy setting where things went wrong. And none of that really mattered at all. Like they set up all these questions in The Force Awakens and ultimately this trilogy told you, screw it, they don't matter. The only thing that matters really is Rey's parents and we're going to come out of left field and say she's a Palpatine. When did Palpatine have a kid? Who did Palpatine clap cheeks with to make a daughter? Excuse me? Or a son. I mean, either one. No, it yeah, was Rey's was was, mom master. was Palpatine's daughter. Did,
2: they, did they, they say it was the mom? A pre- it might
4: it, it? have been the son. I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I just, I just thought they said one of the parents. I don't yeah. think they ever. I think they said it, one.
2: Regardless, ask your who friend, that was. Okay, that was so even awesome then, Matrix, then <laughs>
4: right. even then, who did? Who is Ray's grandmother? <laughs> grandmother? When did that happen? Which one of them is Ray's parents? Clearly, we've all four seen the movie. We're not 100 percent sure. On which Palpatine one is seemed too parent. old to,
2: to father children in the prequels.
4: And so, did he father? Did he father That's children <laughs> while he was hanging from a crane? Did he have That's kids while he was like a crane body? I don't know. The movie had no stakes. Chewbacca died, then he didn't die. C-3PO was wiped, yeah, and then he wasn't it was, wiped. It
1: was Ray's father. Ray's father was Palpatine's son.
4: Okay, so but I just felt like there was no stakes. As soon as Chewbacca was alive, I started to like the movie less. I loved the first hour. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Uh, and then Chewbacca was still alive, and I was like, okay, you took the stakes out. Let's see where we go. And then Zori Bliss wasn't dead, and then C-3PO got his memory back. Nobody suffered any consequences. Like there was nothing. Nothing really happened. I think like it. Yeah. Um, and then I also just want to end by saying it, have, I, having seen Endgame in the same year as this and the way Endgame ended, I thought they were very similar third acts, and which is so weird considering they come from the same company. I'm not saying Star Wars tried to copy Endgame, I know that that is not what happened, but it is strange that Disney allowed there to be this on your left moment in. The Rise of Skywalker, where all the ships show up just like all the heroes showed up at a portal. It's portals, like a fuzzy radio, and, too. Yeah, it's, it's like a fuzzy radio. And then we're not done yet. Rey gets two lightsabers, and as she's about to sacrifice herself, she says, and I, exasperated pause, just like Iron Man, am all of the Jedi. I am Iron Man. Are you really saying
3: that the MCU pioneered that no, type no, no, of no. ending? No, not no, no. Okay, no, I'm just, I'm just saying it's it weird. It comes off a little like that. It, it it's, it's weird to two Disney movies that's a little revisionist. It's,
4: so, I mean, end, those are striking similarities, and it's weird to me that they, that Disney had those two things come out of the same. Like for the, the, the ships to show up, radio transmission, sacrifice, and I, emphatic sentence, self-sacrifice, the difference being Ray comes back to life and Kylo Ren saves her. I feel like I just crapped all over the movie. There were things I liked in it too, but it's just easier for me to think of the things I didn't like because I'm pretty frustrated, but I think the movie was okay. If my friends were like, should I go see it? I'd be like, yeah, it's Star Wars.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm close to, I'm actually close to where Brian is, which doesn't happen too often, but I think we're, we're on the same level here. I, uh, you know, I like last Jedi a lot more than, than you do, but I still like this. I really like the force awakens a lot and I really like last Jedi a lot. And this, just felt like a weird departure from both of them. And I think Jedi or I think JJ, like you said, Matt was perfect for the force awakens. I don't think he was the guy to come in and do this final act. Cause I think it, he clearly did have an idea of what he wanted to do for all three movies. Had he been given the opportunity, he had a very clear vision from start to finish, but they didn't establish that vision early on when they gave, when they handed off the second movie to Ryan and the third one to Colin Javaro, they did not establish that. And so what it feels like he did here, kind of like what Brandon was saying is like, there are, there's a clear point to me in the rise of Skywalker where it feels like I watched the end of JJ's empire. And then the second half of that movie was JJ's return of the Jedi. Like when she finds out about Palpatine on the ship and it's like, Oh, so this is where your empire ended. He had two full ideas and he scrunched them together and tried to fit it all in one movie. Instead he totally of totally read-
4: made two movies here and ins- put them in one instead
2: of readjusting to the Rise ry- or to the last Jedi, instead of saying, okay, now we got to change some of these things. They just said, screw it. We're just doing it anyway. We're just, we're going full force and we already had planned. And, you know, I think that was a bad move. I, I think there are things that work in this movie. I'd like I'm with Brandon on, I think the first act is really, really good. I really enjoy Ray, Finn and Poe being together. Like those three were cast so well mm-hmm. and they have such good chemistry on screen together. And I really enjoy, I think they had to split up in last Jedi. I mean, just like the trilogy had to, or the, the Trinity had to split up in, um, in, uh, Empire Strikes Back, but I, I appreciated what they did and now they're back together. It makes it so much more impactful and I really liked the chemistry they had and I liked some, I, I really liked Jana. I liked Zori Bliss. I thought they got nothing really to do, but I Find out that. on
4: Disney Plus. Right.
2: Um, <laughs> but then, you know, then they go into the return aspect and they even go back to Endor and then there's the whole Jana and the other, you know, rogue stormtroopers and I think that was very much like she was kind of almost meant to be the Lando type character in this. You know, where she kind of helped Finn and then she got her own arc and then she, you know, a lot of that was taken away, I feel like. And um, I think she's supposed to be Lando's kid anyway, because that weird line at the end of the movie where he's like, I guess we're going to find out I who mean, you I are.
4: That's I thought the same thing. I don't know if they were like implying that they're kids, but they were like they, they were just right. trying to uh, tease. I, I, there's deeper meaning no, for I, her, I, I think, but it uh, came Kobe, off. Kobe
2: brought up a good point earlier. Weird. when We were talking. I there was more story to it and they cut a lot of it.
4: And I just can't see Billy D. Williams doing too many more of these movies. No, no but so, like, and it's no.
1: fair to say like Star Wars is much different now and and there's no way to keep avoiding this as a fan. Like people keep avoiding saying, "Ah, oh, I just watched the movies. I don't care. But it's like now we're so far like through the looking glass that like you now watch this movie and you can see where the comic line or the. Or the TV series or the other stuff they're going to spin out is going to – or a standalone is right, going to come from. Right,
2: right. Mean, like, th- th- yeah. That's this
1: – And just like uh, the Knights of Ren, you were saying about the vision of Luke and R2. Like now we have this week the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, which the very first scene you open is him standing in front of Luke's burning Jedi temple the moment after he's kind of slaughtered everybody there. And now it's a whole comic series that we can – and he meets and he goes to meet Snoke when Snoke's still just walking around. Okay. And you find out, Oh, Luke and Snoke dueled. And like, so now we're getting this other story that we should have gotten like in the force awakens in a comic book that's coming out when the rise of skywalkers yeah. here. And this is how star Wars is going to keep going.
2: And, and that's, and that's, I think my ultimate point with this is that I, I think there's so many directions for stories to go in and I'm excited for those directions. I think that this was not a great cap to the, the Skywalker saga, but you know, I think it's a good cap to the Skywalker saga. Not
1: not to this, but it's just trilogy. such a
2: bigger saga. Right, now, like, right, and it which the last there, Jedi tried to tell us. There were some really, really silly, <laughs> just in my opinion, dumb decisions in this movie. Did the you last know? Jedi try to
4: tell us that? Because the last Jedi was isolated to one uh, single no, ship, was, and then it was, an it was irrelevant. To, side was the last story. Jedi's
2: point, the, the movie, the point of that movie was to forget the past. And to move on and and accept a different it's future. literally the entire point and the last shot of that movie and so they what happened to broom kid it sets it up that's good point ask jj abrams what happened to i don't broom know kid?
4: finn's force sensitive now isn't he everybody right. is is he though so, no? i don't know <laughs> but, what did he have to know. tell ray what did he i tell don't ray? know we have no idea
2: um i think a lot of these things in this movie were actually were really poorly executed and were just not good ideas to begin with but there was a lot of fun to be had and at the end of the day Like, I like this a lot less than other Star Wars movies, but I like all Star Wars movies a lot more than a lot of other stuff. Yeah. You know, so like I'm going to watch this movie again and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to like it more the second time just because I like spending time with some characters. But I I do wish they did a lot of things differently, particularly like I'm with Brandon. I hate the Luke scene in this movie Um, and I really am frustrated by how they used Rose in this movie. Um, or didn't, or didn't. Yeah. exactly like she had the same amount of lines almost as billy lord's character did and billy lord's character this whole franchise has been hey i'm, I'm gonna show up for two lines in the whole movie because yeah it's what she's i the do
1: constant man right she she's,
2: is she's a constant, constant through this you whole. Know, we got gave, another lost actor shout out jj so him back story to Rose and gave her such a <laughs> great... had to fit a Lost reference. <laughs> well, I mean, we did. We
4: got Dominic Monaghan. Greg Grunberg, the, the pilot of Oceanic Flight 815, was the only character to actually suffer a horrible death in this whole movie.
3: And just like Lost, we got a bunch of uh, unanswered questions. Shoehorn premises. I can answer it. Okay. Like okay. right. Time, pretty, time, pretty time out,
4: finale. time, out, time, time <laughs> out. I can answer
3: every time question out. about Lost. You can't We're going to take a break before we get into
1: the peppery fun section. We're going to take a little break. We I don't think our advertisers shut up shut up shut up we got to pay our advertisers <laughs> when we come back now we're going to really dig into the whole debate of Star Wars the rise of Skywalker and the entire Skywalker saga so uh be back for that Yeah, so I mean this is JJ at peak loss like yeah, he just (laughs) screwed the pooch bunch of mysteries and half-assed explanations like yeah, I mean this is peak loss. You want to see what his buddy Lindelof is doing. That's how you bring a plane down without ocean. Why didn't Lindelof co-write
4: this movie? What's really funny Where is was, they, so they were complimenting doing? this movie, but now when Lost comes up, they're suddenly bashing it to trigger me. I wasn't complimenting no, this movie. Your point
3: is bringing up that it doesn't answer all these things. and that, yeah. The yeah, the You thing, love that the a show that does, does unanswered the questions, same thing. Lost answers
4: every question, and we can talk about that after the show. I understand <laughs> that there were
2: things set up in Force Awakens that they probably weren't going to be able to answer in this movie because the last year I took things in a different direction. I understand that you can't answer everything, but don't then set up something new at the beginning of this yeah. movie and then this never is the problem. address it again. This is problem. About Finn? Finn was the biggest one and the most obvious teen Finn. I mean, they just so built fun. another movie. They built
1: more mysteries on unanswered. Like, mysteries. The first hour of this movie started like, oh. a new trilogy. Yeah, exactly. And it, that and was my problem. I think that was my problem. This is like a new story out of nowhere. It's not like an organic I agree. Yeah, that's, that of, was my
4: big thing. And, and I've, it, I've had this conversation with Charlie, I think, through text and a couple of my friends is that none, a lot, not, not none, but a lot of this movie doesn't have an organic feel to the story. No. A lot of it comes out of left field, which is really the contradiction to The Last Jedi. And that really was what was frustrating me. And, uh, love The Last Jedi or not. I mean, I know what people listening have opinions on both sides. You love it, you hate it, maybe you're somewhere in between. But I, I don't know how you could have have seen The Last Jedi, love it or hate it, and support the direct contradiction within the story. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's hard. Like, it, this is, and this is a problem that we've been seeing grow and grow and grow in these major movie franchises, which is, and and props to Kevin Feige for, for
2: not succumbing to this. Yeah, which this is that, makes you respect Kevin Feige yeah. so much of because what he's Because
1: this is what happens. The fans react to something and the studio buckles, the knees buckle under the studio and they try to scramble and redo. And there are no freaking redos in movies. This is how you end up with Rise of Skywalker or the Justice League theatrical cut or the mess that was Batman, Superman. And Chris Terrio, you got to pick these projects because it's getting hard to defend you out here, man. Like the screenwriter, Chris Terrio yeah. did Batman, it's, it's and Superman. It's like you write Argo. Like, yeah. And
2: then you write Batman for Superman and Justice League and now The Rise of Skywalker.
1: And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's getting hard to defend you. I keep saying it's the studio's fault, but I can't only do that so many <laughs> times. Um, but yeah, you get this kind of mess and it's like, we're go- this is our attempt to redo and stick our head in the sand about that bad thing that happened. It's like, you just got to accept when the bad stuff happens in movies because it's subjective. It's not always going to come off right. And you got to move forward and continue the story you're telling. And you got to trust in time. Like time changes things. People people like the prequels more now. Time has passed. Like, we never thought that would
2: happen. Yeah, and we that, never thought that's that's that. That's the thing that it we up, like that we brought up already. That you and I were talking earlier. Like I think you and I might talk about this last night, Brandon. That the prequels. We all agree that people. The, the prequels are, are not too great. I love the prequel movies. I adore them.
1: No, not cinematically as films. Right. But now I love them as part of the entire Star Wars Right, but I'm saying
2: overall, when it comes to the Star Wars saga, the prequels are kind of what we think are the least of the Star Wars movies, you know, cinematically as films, but I I really enjoy them. They're they're very nostalgic for me because I grew up on them. But we look at that, and despite all the flaws of the prequels, there was one singular vision throughout all of it. And so when it's all said and done, as messy as they might be sometimes and as bad as they might be, They make sense from start to finish. And that's something we really missed in this, in Rise of Skywalker and this trilogy as a whole. Yeah, the sequel trilogy is a cohesive idea.
1: And and that's the thing. This was what people kind of feared. It's like, this is what happened when Disney gets hold of Star Wars. And like, I'm not one of those people that says a major studio getting a hold of a property is automatic death. But this feels like a movie in some ways that was like built from a focus group and like a focus group and... A therapy group for like last
2: jedi people who were what did you not it? like about the last jedi okay yeah okay. exactly okay. It's like, we'll put that in that's that's what like, that's what it yeah. felt like i <laughs> like the impression yeah like well, the, you guys didn't yeah. see it the camera wasn't <laughs> on charlie but he was <laughs> great. doing a little <laughs> yeah. that was great. charlie you that <laughs> for pitch meeting over there yeah uh-huh. yeah call me Lucas yeah. hey, lucasfilm wants to call me i got i got plenty of ideas We're no gonna, no we're gonna for make, the actual pitch meeting we're gonna video make a racing show impression that's my first official uh project At Lucasfilm is a pod racing show. All kinds of ideas.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. And but there was some mixed bags about call. Let's talk about callbacks because this movie, as Charlie said, is built on just so much digging up for fan service, particularly for the OT, for the original trilogy. So many rehashing of lines and different contexts and stuff like that, and which I thought was a mixed bag altogether. Um, The callbacks to like bringing back the Han Solo scene, which just to be clear, this wasn't a force ghost of Han Solo. This was Ben's. Memory of Han Solo and him kind of talking to himself, um, which Han does to kind of state, like you, you know, because yeah. I'm just figuring because if of the he didn't, people yeah. would be flipping out. Yeah, exactly. But like that moment was powerful for me. Like I actually got choked up. And when he pulls back the eye, pulls out the I know again in that context, like yeah,
2: I, that was one of the only times like, I got really like I felt it when he yeah. like, cut him off before he could say anything. He said, "I know." I was like, yeah, oh, like that was that's no, a good that dad son really cool moment.
1: Yeah. Like it's very powerful. And, like, I actually did like the redemption of Ben. I liked Rey and the baby Yoda force healing, like, helping with the snake and helping save Kylo Ren after she's kind of flipped her stuff and stabbed him. Like, so this movie did have good moments. And I'll give it to the sequel trilogy that all three of them did manage to give me chills at least once. You know, Force Awakens, when the lightsaber flies past, you know, Finn and Kylo Ren and into Rey's hand, like, that gave me chills that moment with Han Solo and this one gave me chills and there's several moments in the last Jedi like when Yoda comes back or different things that happen that give me chills. Um so they all did that but I think on a whole I'm going to go out here and this might be a hot take but I don't think JJ Abrams was up to the task as a director of handling this particular film and and I agree. the grandeur I don't think I think, like, I've said this on every film he's done. I said it on Force Awakens. If you want to go dig up that old podcast, I don't name for legal reasons. Like, one of the last ones I did was Force Awakens. And I told, and I said it then, and I stick to it now, that J.J. Abrams is a great TV director, but, and that really shows when he directs a big movie like this, like, he's a great TV director. But I don't think he nails it cinematically. And I think it really becomes apparent in the last act in that Sith temple with Palpatine and the weird Harry Potter gallery full of... Right. I was wondering about that. Who are these people in a football stadium? We don't know. All this Sith stuff, like I said, this is the worst villain film out of all the Star Wars films. Like there's so many things they introduced that do not freaking matter. They were a bunch Who of are just
4: the Sith troopers? All black. Mii Since when has the there Mii been thing?
2: a Sith throne that Kylo Ren <laughs> needed to sit? <laughs> that's, that's, right? They were that's just true. They look like true. a bunch
4: of all black me figures from yeah. we from we. Very, yeah. like that are just jumping up and down the whole exactly.
2: Time. Like
1: there, there's that whole <laughs> that thing. Like, it was we like we on
4: like
2: we on dark mode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Palpatine apparently has like a whole village living with him. What and we the don't know. It's the same thing with the How, do yeah, they yeah. how, to how are they, they eating? Where are those people peeing? What's yeah. happening? What's happening with that? Who are the Sith troopers? Like, what were they all about? Who the hell are the Knights of Ren? And what Find are they God all about? What A I will say about that. I mean, I get it. That. If you need to look cool and have an entourage, go rent the Knights of Ren. Like, and have <laughs> What I will say about that is,
3: I, and cause I know that, cause I agree. I have some of those same questions. However, what I, what I will say during that is the two of them on screen together Ray and Ben at that point, not yeah. Kylo, was enough for me to not care. No, I, I mean I, I, was, I didn't care about moment, those things. But well, no, it's just until yeah. they every kiss. single part of them in that scene. Yeah, when I didn't I love the kiss. Kiss was too much. I didn't no, that didn't bother me. And in that moment, and that's been three. I, mean, like, it, it, that, I knew Homeboy was dying right after that, so I was like, you might as well. It yeah, didn't yeah, I
4: mean, like hurt my experience, but it yeah, didn't. But when Ben gets
3: in there and it's against the against the group, right? and like doesn't have a saber the moment where she like lets makes the saber like a Appear with him, like all that stuff. I ate that stuff up. Yeah, spoon. That, that, that stuff was that great. That stuff was awesome. So I didn't, but it was enough. Although the sequel for me trilogy to,
1: really relies on that flying lightsaber trick.
3: There are so many of those things <laughs> yeah. of just like what well, no, can the did, force well, do? They, they didn't do the flying well, lightsaber. They, they did like, the
4: thing from earlier in the me- movie when he grabbed the necklace and yeah. from one place to another. You didn't oh, that. Yeah.
1: that how they did it? Yeah. I didn't yeah. actually tell. And yeah. I was like, how did it but there was a ton
3: of force stuff in this though. You could like dissect and go like. Is that honestly was one of my
2: favorite payoffs? The force of that, whole, yeah, that whole force position they have where they would movie. like be
3: in two different places but
2: then feel what they were feeling. Yeah the necklace, the water, and last Jedi, that really paid off well for me when he, she like moved the lightsaber and then he grabbed it. I was like, that I had yeah. a lot of issues with that final act, but that moment was one of my favorites that was of the movie. awesome that was really, and his really little cool. when
3: he goes he's fighting them and he goes towards the wall and he just takes like that half of the, like adam driver's a beast i will i love that dude as this character but when he takes the half a second and breathes in and it looks like he's enjoying this for the first time he's yeah. never enjoyed fighting
2: no, with i a will saber say like that. watching marriage story and then this movie i got real mad at how little they let him like express stuff because that's a great adam driver can do a lot. He's great. An, Every he I've not so seen good. a movie with him in it that's been bad. And I mean, he's. I, as I, as I, I think he had way more to do in the first two movies, and like he had things to do in this, but not like he had no chance to convey those things. I mean, it just
4: goes back to like after I watched The Force Awakens, there was a lot of things I wanted to see develop, and th- they didn't. Like a lot. Like, and that's one of them. I wanted to see Kylo Ren as a character. Like, I wanted to get to know him more, and then I, I really wanted to get to know the Knights of Ren, and I don't know anything Again, about Like them. all that is kind of playing out in, in this Marvel comic now. Sure, but I like mean, you that's shouldn't with have the, to go watch I, it, read
1: a comic. But that's Star Wars. That's my whole point. Like we're, we're in a thing where this is now the saga and I think people are just. Still resistant to to realize this, like under Disney, this is the reality
4: of Star Wars. I but like, like Marvel, has, comic, Marvel has Marvel has tie in comics to the movies. They have prelude comics, and that, but you don't have to read anything else. You don't have to watch anything else. I, and I I'm worried about Disney Plus becoming a requirement for Marvel because I think it should all be laid out. If you watch one thing, you should have you should. That understand is all not things. at all where we are in these shared universes. You man. should you should not have to change mediums and go read a comic to understand Kylo Ren. But that, I mean, yeah, but I don't you're, think you're that's the that, saying
1: like we shouldn't. You're trying to argue against the entire definition of multimedia platform shared
3: universe. Well, I just agree. I disagree with that, though, on just the premise. I Last Jedi developed that character in a lot of ways that I liked. Like, yeah, I'm not I, saying I, I, he's I, I not an underdeveloped I, I character think, coming into Rise of Skywalker. I, think I his agree, though. Sure. You should not have to go to a tie-in book. But even those MCU tie-ins... Because I had to read them all the time, and half most of them are pointless. It's just regurgitations. But some of them have crucial things that I'm like, why didn't that show up in the movie? There are those, but But, but, again, I I will. The one thing I'll say in favor of
2: comics, though, is like you know, because these these movies are in these trilogies, like we don't have time. We don't have time to explore all these other things. And I agree with you and disagree with you on that point because, like, one of my favorite of of the Star Wars comics was the Poe Dameron solo book like the book is fantastic i think charles soul that. yeah that, that was it's a lot a of that we thought might book. factor into this but as much as i love it and, and it added so much to post character i didn't need to have to read it to understand post character i understood it in the movies and i just got a a better like, i got more of the experience reading right that it, it was to, an addition to,
4: it's one thing to have it right supplement your experience i don't know Jack about the Knights of Ren after yeah, watching three But again, movies. you don't need to. Like, they're it's not, not crucial
1: to this They're not so, crucial no, no, to no, this story. I,
4: I, I, right now, I understand that. In The Force Awakens, it looked like this trilogy was going to pull the curtain back and explain how he became Kylo Ren. And they did. You're right. In The Last Jedi, I did get to know Ben a little bit more than I gave it credit for, especially with like the flashbacks with Luke and all that. But, like, the Knights of Ren, who are they? Why, why do they serve him? Like, wh- what was their purpose? Where do they come from? I don't know. And I shouldn't have to go read a comic to figure that out no, if, if they okay. were going to be a part of the But just to story. use
1: a line from Star Wars, no one's ever really gone. Like, it is a comic now. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a comic. The comic, the first issue of the Kylo Ren, spoilers for the Kylo Ren comic, basically sets up that when he goes to meet Snoke after leaving, after burning down Luke's temple and Snoke has... Who we now know is Palpatine, who has gotten yeah. into was Snoke just a
2: puppet? Like was Snow, like, Yeah, not, not even figuratively, like an actual yeah. puppet. He's yeah, he's a puppet. He's a, puppet.
1: <laughs> he's a clone. That's and what and I he, thought.
2: I'm just checking. It's a puppet. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and so like he's
1: basically a way for the Emperor to move when he couldn't move physically anymore <laughs> himself because he couldn't even see. Or he's blind. He's half dead. He's hanging on that arm for forever. And I'm sure we're gonna learn more of this because I wouldn't be surprised if the Knights of Ren become a movie because the comic sets up. The, it actually starts on a flashback to ancient. Times and who Ren is and you meet Ren for the first time who's this guy in this creepy looking helmet who comes and meets these two brothers and says you're like a really badass one and you're not so much a badass one like we're looking for people who can be strong. And, like, one brother tries to fight him and gets killed. And the other brother's like, well, I'll join. And he kills him anyway and says, well, you're the weak one. And that's, like, our introduction. So they're going to build that.
4: I mean, I think that's cool. And that's, that sounds like a really cool story. And each character of Knights of Ren gets
1: speaking parts in the comics. And there's, like, at you meet, you begin to figure out who they are. But I wouldn't be surprised if people like yourself, many of us who saw this and still have that question, if you see, like, standalone Star Wars okay.
4: The, but this movie, the millions, of of Ren, people, millions of people, millions of people are going to watch story. this right. movie. The top-selling comics sell a quarter million comics. About right, like yeah. A top-selling book. So that is what percentage of the people who saw the movie are going to actually understand something? Did that you just they try are, to last
1: Jedi? Did you just try to like rise Skywalker me on like a last Jedi tip? I said this won't remain a comic. No, I, I understand. I, it I think it become will become cool. a movie. No,
4: but my, my, we're talking about The Rise of Skywalker and this trilogy as it stands now. And my point is that The Force Awakens set this up as a possible story thread that would be explored in this trilogy. And I thought it was a very interesting one. And a lot of people did. And it didn't end up being relevant no. in any way unless you read the comic. And I don't think that should be the case. Right. If it becomes that, a movie, that, that's wonderful. That, but for this comes, trilogy, that, that it did not to, serve its purpose that it seemed like it was going to.
2: That comes back to the... And again, I, I like what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi. The fault is not his. I think the fault is when they went into this, not having a singular vision. Yeah, because, I don't even think the fault is. Because if they went in and they said, Ryan, here is your outline. These are the things you have, which they might have said a couple things. But like, this is where I want you to go with it. Do what you want to do within that. Just like you do in the MCU. Feige kind of says, hey, James Gunn, do whatever you want with Guardians. But these three or four things have to happen.
0: You know, right, and these they didn't guys, have that. It right. Seem and they like. had
2: they had none of that. And so if if the Knights of Ren really needed to matter, they could have said, Hey, make sure you fit them in here. And when JJ brought them back, I think the reason we're frustrated about it is because he did not bring them back in a way that like felt necessary. Like you could have left them alone and it wouldn't have mattered. Well, or you could, did, have brought, or you could have brought or you could made, have brought them in brought. and just say we could have had one more scene ex- giving something more about them. Yes. alluding to their backstory, the backstory. Just to say, hey,
1: they're back instead of just following me around. Right.
2: Just something.
1: Yeah. You know, but what and, he did was set up a future problem because another Star Wars movie, TV show, whatever is going to explore this in depth. You're going to get to know the Knights of Ren and then you're going to go back and look at the Rise of Skywalker and be like, wow, after all that history, Kylo Ren just slaughters those guys. It doesn't even say like bye-bye or goodbye. Sorry, man. Like... They're going to have full interaction. Would have added so
4: much to it if we, if we knew. Yeah. It would have added yeah, a lot. Some poor gonna, writer now gonna, has
3: to jump through like a bunch yeah. of hoops and figure yeah. out how to explain it. And then that. Then that takes me back to the stakes. <laughs> because you're think it's
4: weird when you see Rise. Right? It's
1: kind of yeah. going to be like, it's so weird that he does no personal interaction with <laughs> yeah. people right. he has this
4: major history with. And that takes me back them. to the stakes. And a lot of the things didn't feel like they had stakes because the only characters who died were characters I didn't really care for. And the characters who I thought were going to die didn't. Yeah. And I feel
2: like the, the, my biggest thing at the end of this movie was that it went back on its own lesson it went back on its own like it didn't like stick to its own message you know like one of my i think maybe my least favorite thing about this whole movie is the ending when she's on tatooine like i get that it looks really cool to see her looking at this i at, thought it was cool movies. to
4: revisit that yeah, it, it was it
2: was cool to blah, 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 revisit that but the way that it happened and the whole you know she first of all the whole movie ray's like journey is about saying it's she's okay being her own like being who she is is not something to be ashamed of is okay i am you know i am born of palpatine and that's fine and i need to accept that in order to be myself so then they go and she symbolically I mean, in front of you with the imagery of this movie she buries luke and leia's lightsabers and then lights up her own for no other reason than to show us she has her own lightsaber and that it's yellow she's the only person I in the main movies that yeah, has I, have a with it. He, he, I, I think it's but great just I just built a liked, gold lightsaber I, I liked liked her lightsaber.
1: light it up all the time I think it, right I you think it's cool with it. but they just yeah.
2: like <laughs> she just like, did, like I want to make sure this works real quick just to show the audience that I have it but so I'm saying they went as far as to make sure you saw she had her own lightsaber and that it was a different color kind of symbolizing she's her own person and then buries the other lightsabers and the woman comes up and says oh well you're well, who are you I'm Ray she's like Ray who
4: and she, I mean, it's a movie like right, that. Um, I was saying okay. it didn't
2: line up with the the, the imagery right before that. Like now she, I think she we're buried being a little too critical. She buried the Skywalker things. She, all I wanted to say was like, I'm just Ray. Like I don't even need to say Palpatine. Like, I'm just Ray. Like, that was a point throughout of like her being her own self. And then when the came time to like identify herself, she was like, Oh, I guess Luke and Leia were my mom and dad. It was and a like,
4: touching tribute. They it, it ra- was, it was yeah, touching, were but her it didn't, mass it didn't
2: make yeah, sense in what her. they had said. And there's that, a major moment. story that. point
1: because she chose who she wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. she was born Palpatine, but that was never her family. Like the pe- she was alone all her life, and the people I, I who actually that. embraced her and and made her feel like family were. That's why they say I, I, you're I, more I, than I, your I, blood. I mean, there's a lot. Right? I don't
3: mind
2: that as much if you don't. Take the time to bury the lightsabers on What's camera, right in that? front of that. Like it if just she's, the imagery spoke to the opposite of what she did. I don't.
4: Well, the it, it imagery. Very, I think she was just putting it there yeah. because it was like, "This is Luke and Leia's. Yeah. This is their, This is Luke embracing home. her own destiny, but she's yeah.
3: also taking like." she was, also, I thought that, did, that was to did, honor time, them.
2: Qui Gon Jinn not get the memo that Jedi are supposed to disappear when they die. He was the first one to master coming back from death. Right, but I mean, like he didn't disappear. They all, all of a sudden, just all fade away whenever they die into nothing and they like burn qui-gon jinn's body
1: no you okay so <laughs> i'm just so, asking It's okay. so uh, random uh, uh, but we're okay. gonna, yeah. on, was no, we're gonna waste this time about, charlie i'm bodies. gonna explain this to you because it's, it's a simple fine. explanation you're just not paying attention to the details of the franchise qui-gon jinn is the first person in his lifetime the first jedi master to figure out how it is possible to come back from death through the force he did not achieve this like It's like Moira X's power. It's one of those things that you can't really activate until you die. So, like, he, there was no disappearing bodies before him. Like, there was none of that because nobody else knew how to become one with the Force in this way. He figured it out. And he figured it out after he died. Like, when he got to death and was like, oh... You know, I can come <laughs> back. I can figure it out through like his studies. Don't ask like, me how that works. Okay, that's fine. That's that's fine. That's I was just, like, I was just but that's when you were talking about the burial of the disappear. bodies, because there were sense. no bodies, yeah. I was
2: like. That makes sense. I just, I just had been thinking about like, you know, the when, first when time he does is when
1: Yoda's meditating and hears his voice. Yeah. And that's the first time there's ever contact through death. And in Clone Wars, he goes deeper. I mean, the last season of Clone Wars before we get this new one in season six is Yoda investigating how the hell am I hearing Qui-Gon Jinn? I think I'm going crazy. And then he investigates and he realizes, oh, oh no, Master Qui-Gon figured this out. And that's how Yoda figures it out. And that's how Obi-Wan knows. And that's how Luke knows. He like, told, yeah. two friends, yeah, exactly. told two friends. Yeah, exactly. He
4: told two Exactly. So Wait, that's I, we, so we, so, I feel like we should all go around and say something we liked about the movie because I mean, I mean, none we we of all, us particularly all, hated it, but it really sounds like we did.
3: I said a lot of good I, things.
2: I, <laughs> there were, there was, I think, there was like the big moments just didn't land for me, but I, I really liked the characters. I liked the relationships. I, the new characters, I think were one of the strengths of this movie, and I wish we would have gotten more of them. You know, yeah, I, think I really like Jan. I, really liked I actually
1: Dorian. think I'm the opposite of you guys. I think the the last third was the weakest point for me. I yes, like the I'm, first two thirds. I liked the adventuring from world to world. I liked the worlds we visited. I like. I thought some of the best designs and set designs of Star Wars were in like that celebration on the weird planet, or Kim Kim, Kim, Jimmy or whatever the hell that name. That was awesome. Yeah, that world and everything and how it worked. Like I felt like a lot of the worlds. I would have loved to keep exploring more of these worlds. Like I I felt like that was very good. And like I said, just the kind of traveling band of Ray. Finn, Poe, C three PO, C-3PO, and Chewie is really entertaining for like a lot of this movie.
2: Yeah, they, like, they, they were they were that's something that's the strength of JJ Abrams is his ability to cast people. Yeah, and in I the think desert that, in the scene really on, in the
1: scene in the desert. Yeah, the, that whole thing with them being chased by the you know the rocket pack storm stormtroopers yeah. and having that fight, Kylo Ren and Ray holding that transport together, yeah, that the force awesome. lightning coming out of her out of her hands like what I don't I like that that was awesome I thought it was kind of cheap for JJ to pull not even like a mini stupid mystery that Chewie died. And then for like 10 minutes, make people think that Chewie died. And then I'll be like, nah, just kidding. Chewie doesn't die. You guys are safe. We're safe.
2: It wouldn't have bother me if that was like, the only one, but it happened like Brandon said three or four times yeah, in no, exactly. the movie. That same thing happened. So
1: like, I, I thought like there were a lot in, in, and I ragged on JJ for being kind of a, a low bar director. And I think visually compared to Ryan Johnson and what Ryan Johnson put into last Jedi, the visuals, there is no comparison. I mean, Rise of Skywalker's pales in comparison to that, but it does have some great moments and great scenes. Like I like the duel on the on the Death Star. I liked the kind of showdown in the desert and that whole desert chase sequence. Um, I liked the whole kind of. I liked how they took one thing. I liked that they actually ported over from Last Jedi was the the dyad connection between Rey. And Kylo Ren and, and how they play Vader that helmet, game of chess. Dropping with yeah. like, him
3: putting that together. Yeah, like, like where, where are stuff. you yeah.
1: right now? And, and snatch the necklace off her. Like, cool. that was all cool. Like, I actually like Ray. I might like Ray and Kylo Ren's story the best in this.
3: Well, I think that actually leads to, like, I, I feel like I like the three together, too. The And the, the most of the first two acts is that, which I get why some people are going to attach to that. That is not why I care about these movies. That's fine. It's very Abrams fun and fluff. But the reason I like this new trilogy is specifically on Rey and Kylo Ren's shoulders. If the, they're the most out of Force Awakens, I went that's all great. Those two are the only reason I care about the movie. Like you can have all those other things, but that's a popcorn movie without much meat on the bones. Until you get to Ray and Kylo, I agree, and that went all the way through Last Jedi, and that's why Last Jedi I love because that's the focus. The other people are like doing their own it, stuff, it is 100% whatever.
2: Ray and Kylo's movie, I can in Last I
3: Jedi. can get that over that, and that's why this, that's why the third act means more to me because the first two acts, it's yeah, it's that, and it's fun. Uh, there's lots of entertaining stuff, but the third act is why I came to see this movie, and that's those two, and the other stuff just. Is an accent. And that's, and I, I think th- that's why. I think, I think part it's of different. Why Everybody like, who likes The you
4: know, Last Jedi likes one third of the movie. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, the, what I really like
2: about this, and Kobe, I, I think you kind of said it without saying it like something I've been talking about recently, especially with The Mandalorian, Star Wars is such an expansive universe. And these movies have focused so solely on just this one part of the story. Because even Rogue One was a connecting piece between two of them, and Solo was about one of these characters. It's all been about this Skywalker story. And there's so much more story to tell in this big wide galaxy. And I'm really excited to now see more of that because the Mandalorian really works for me because it, it explores something different. You know, um, there are characters maybe like I would love to see more from Janna. I love um, that character. There's that rumor that that Disney yeah, Disney well. Plus is doing a Dr. Afra series, which would be incredible. Awesome. Dr. Afra is a great character. You know, we, we now are at the point where we get to have... Different stories from this, and that's something I'm really truly excited for. Can I get a DO series, please? I, I take a DO series, like I'm <laughs> the, the I don't know, guys. The he Skywalk was voiced
4: by JJ Abrams. Do you still want it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, if, yeah, if, if he, if he does, he really, yeah, if he doesn't oh, know that, thing. Yeah. that's
2: awesome. If he I does, lo- the first I, thing I like
4: JJ Abrams. I just feel like I, I like JJ. I
2: think JJ Abrams, unlike you know, I, I don't agree 100% with Kofi on on what he said, because I think J. J. Abrams was not the right choice for Skywalker. I think he was a great choice for the force awakens. I think building like bringing bring something back to people love, you know, same thing to do with star Trek and kind of this kickoff movie, building the world. I think he was the right guy to, I don't, to take that. I
1: have no problem with him nailing kind of the tone of things mm-hmm. or, or that I'm saying visually. Yeah.
4: Like, I, I, I he did give man, me, I, like, I have that. plenty of awesome. respect. I have a lot. <laughs> I love what Ryan Johnson does visually. I don't, see the hate for what J.J. J. Abrams does visually. I don't think it's as good as Ryan Johnson, but I yeah. think it's well, still pretty damn good. I,
1: I don't like J.J. J. Abrams' signature move of, okay, we're going to attach a camera to a dolly, and we're going to build a big practical set piece. Look how practical my big set piece is. We're going to run the camera on the dolly from one edge of this set piece for another, and I'm going to have a character run through this entire thing. And we do that over and over and over.
2: I think we can all agree, though, Like as as much as you know, we have varying thoughts on J.J. J. J. Abrams, I'm glad Colin Chavarro didn't direct the third Star Wars movie.
1: I don't right. know about that. You're just throwing shade at somebody else who's
2: not no, I mean, I just, I, the, I, the movie He did the short,
3: right? Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, but, he, but he
2: also did the, I mean, the first Jurassic World is, is good. I wouldn't have wanted him to do like the, you know, the climax. We'll see what happens with his third Jurassic World movie. But
1: you're talking about two company men who made that, like big company movies that each made. Big. I, I, and I, I think, think the, the, the third Jurassic,
4: Jurassic World, World, they're going to be cornered by dinosaurs. And Chris Pratt is going to get a radio transmission. And all of these zookeepers are going exactly. to And raptors.
2: You know. I, but I, I think, I think that they, you know, Controvar, like James was like, probably I'm good on your left. for the first, for the first <laughs> movie well, this, I mean, but. now we're
1: getting into stuff about, about, you know, whatever from what, what happened. And then but, uh, Chris Pratt gonna gonna feed to feed himself close. to a
4: dinosaur to save everybody.
1: Any final thoughts about the Star Wars saga, Skywalker saga as a whole? Now that we're done, we'll go around. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how time changes things again, like it did with the prequels for me. I'll, I'm going to be interested to see how the sequel trilogy fares like 10 years from now and with a new generation of, of fans who who never were part of this whole trollish, ugly debate throughout these three movies and just seeing them come to it unspoiled and, and watch all this. So that's what I'm excited to see. Uh,
3: I'm excited to uh, I'm excited for that, too. I'm excited to see, like Charlie mentioned, Aphra. Uh I would love to see Azori. Spin off. I, I liked Jana a lot in the small time that we got to see. Like, I'm, I want to see those explored, whether it's comics or a Disney Plus series or whatever. Uh, I will also say, like, uh, the biggest difference for me, like, we've brought up the climaxes for a couple of different franchises now. I, this movie, I'm excited to go back and see. I never saw Endgame more than once because I was like, I'm good. I got my fill. I'm actually excited to go back and see this one. So there's just – there's something about the way those movies handled things. It's great, and I love both. Uh, but one just is a more all-the-way-through enjoyable experience
0: for me.
4: Disagree? <laughs> 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 uh, but, no, I, I, I think that the Star Wars story was better off before these, this trilogy – I think that I understand why people who grew up loving Luke, Leia, and Han are frustrated with what Disney has done with these characters. Uh, And I just, I I don't think it was a bad trilogy, I just don't think it was particularly memorable. It's, It's somewhere in between the original trilogy and the prequels in terms of story quality. We got some really cool moments out of it. We got some really cool characters. We got to share this with people. That's all that matters to me. I think it was fun and starts a conversation. The conversation isn't always level headed and uh, polite to the people who are just we didn't make the movies, like fans on Twitter to make the movies, but everyone treats each other like they did. And, you know, it, it it's it is what it is. I'm I'm happy I saw them. I would like to see this movie again, but it is not like Endgame. For me, I wanted to see Endgame on repeat like four times. And I thought that was a more enjoyable experience.
2: I will start the same way you did. I disagree. Um, I think that the first two movies of this trilogy really enhanced the story of Leia and Han and Luke. And I really loved what both the force awakens and the last Jedi did with those characters. And I love the introduction of the, this new generation because they weren't just throwaways. They Ray and Poe and Finn were really meaningful characters that I've really come to care about over the last few years. And so, um, I, I appreciate the sequel trilogy, especially cause they came out. These are the first ones that came out when I was an adult and I could pay attention to how yeah. things work. And so, um, I've, I have a special place in my heart for them. Just like I do the prequels, just like I do the originals. And, um, I don't think that rise of Skywalker, as much as I don't like it, it doesn't ruin anything for me. It's, it's an end. And it's also the beginning. Like I said, this is the, this story is over and we finally get to focus on what else is out there. And there's yeah, so dark city
1: has got there. melted this time, Indiana Jones style. So we know he's dead.
2: Like dead dead. <laughs> Is that like, the guy
4: from The Mandalorian on the desk? Yeah. Oh, RIP.
2: RIP. My, my, my cute little father. Um, but yeah. Wow. I'm he made it weird. Yeah, he's yeah, this, I mean, this is I, my new father. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, that's about as good time as any to get on out of here because it's starting to get weird. Uh, uh, gonna, uh, that'll no, do no. it. I'm sure you guys have all kinds of thoughts about Star Wars or Rise of Skywalker. If you want to leave us a message, hit us up at the hashtag at comic You can catch regular episodes of Comic Book Nation uh on every Wednesday and Friday on comic We're gonna be taking a little break for the holidays. I think. Maybe. Who knows if they let us off. But holidays are coming up (laughs) i would like a break but uh we'll be back soon and see you guys thank you for tuning in hope you guys are going out to see star wars and enjoy and doing rewatches and all that good stuff have a good holiday we're gonna get out of here comic book nation